When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Podcast Maneuver, the officially unofficial podcast for Star Trek Picard on Paramount+. Plus. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking Season 3, Episode 9, Vox. Uh, Aaron, penultimate episode. A lot of big reveals. A lot of big reveals. Uh, what'd you think of this episode? <laughs> I felt like I had to swim through a river of questionable sci-fi premises uh a, a river of, of questionable sci-fi premise shit to get to a, a, a like five minutes of pure bliss just stupid idiot delight <laughs> oh, just, oh yeah oh, like yeah. i'm i'm 12 months old and i've just had a change diaper and a bottle put in my <laughs> mouth just just content just content with the security and safety that i'm feeling at this moment with my mommies and daddies on my favorite starship of all time and it's never looked better and i'm getting really fucking emotional about it it's some dirty fucking pool it's some dirty fucking pool to sell this much bad medicine with this much sugar dude <laughs> but it's amazing uh, amazing cuz i'm in the same amazing. way yeah it is i was like how how oh they are torching the season this borg shit is dumb as hell like what and huh. then all right i kind of like the idea the i kind of like the idea maybe we can talk okay. about that um when we get there but yeah i, I kind of like the idea that they they were doing here i i mean it seems obvious where they're going with this there's only one possible solution here the enterprise is not going to take on the entire federation fleet um so the only solution here is for jack to step in and do something uh but or we have another board queen bouncing around the universe that's allied to picard in the form of gerardi so like I was thinking, yeah, I can't that, remember her fate from last season. So I didn't necessarily because I was like, wait the fuck a minute. Why are we not friends with the Borg Queen? We left on entirely good terms. So apparently, what we're supposed to understand is there's the Borg Prime, the one that is Locutus Picard, and the one that confounded Janeway, and the one that Janeway hit with a virus bomb, and they are still in the Delta Quadrant licking their wounds from that. Mm-hmm. There's also this alternate timeline Borg who yeah. got ripped into our timeline uh, that was just like content to live out invisible from history is what they say in the the alpha the the, the memory uh, what alpha station alpha Me- memory, memory alpha well, yeah memory alpha thank you the the big Star Trek wiki mm-hmm. um, and the, they are the 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 kind of these lost Borg sheep that were reunited with the Queen in the form of Borg Roddy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so like I think we have two competing Borg queens and clearly who Jack is communicating with is the like it sounds like Alice Kriege I, did, I didn't see on the credits if it if it was or if it's a impersonator or it what but also kind of sounded like Amanda Plummer to me but 
surely not right oh i definitely got a lot of creed now uh, she's still doing work like she just wasn't like she dropped off she's done a lot of stuff in fact she was in all three of the christmas princes which i am a huge fan of that franchise christmas prince for win but yeah she's she's uh she's still kicking around in hollywood doing stuff she sounds exactly like the borg queen it's it's one of the things i like about the christmas prince is when the queen speaks it's like the fucking the collective coming coming out at you um <laughs> But yeah, there's, so it's either Jack has to, or it could be, I wonder if they're doing like Jack and Gerardi, they're going to pair him up, you mm, know, like it's going right. to have a board, like they're going to have, they're going to fully humanize the Borg by having a king and queen to attract each other. Borg couple right there. I mean, I, 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 yeah, I, I still can't get over how Borgified Gerardi looks so much like a cabbage, like a garbage pail kid. <laughs> Look okay. like looks looks like a garbage pail kid. Uh, it doesn't that the mm-hmm. outfit and the makeup and the lack of hair does not do her any favors. But sure, you yeah, put her, you they, put her in a red dress, put a microphone in her hand, it all changes. There you go. I'm back on board. Uh-huh. I'm back on board. Put put Jack in a nice tuxedo. That's an attractive Borg couple. That's mm-hmm. how that's that's a plastic figure you'd like to see on a Borg wedding cake, which would be a cube and probably sure. tastes like shit. Borg wedding cakes, not good. Yeah, who gets the first slice? Uh, ooh, I think it's I think it's, it's part the of queen, the collective here. Uh, but you know, it's a it's a new it's a new type of queen, so she's going to of course shove the fa- the the cake in the face of Jack, and everyone's going to laugh. Gotcha. Whole collective will chortle, but everyone gets um, that experience. So really, they all eat it together. Yeah, I don't know. I was just a little disappointed that after all this, it's the Borg. Um, out of nowhere, uh, okay. out of literal I, I nowhere. I can understand that. Yeah, and and somehow the founders have been working with them, or were the founders like? That's what doesn't also doesn't make sense. Like, or, I guess or it kind of makes the the rogue offshoot of the the changelings, right? The like Amanda Plummer, uh, the 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 Vatic, uh offshoot. But do you think the Dominion can beat the Borg? Like, I feel like that's the thing. Is like the Borg is kind of like an existential threat to the entire galaxy. Like, you would think so, yeah. Yeah, but I guess there is something to, you know, the enemy, my enemy is my enemy, or I'm so humiliated that I would rather see mm-hmm. myself go down if it takes my enemy down with me. So maybe. Yeah, it's a real uh, mopey dick kind of thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I don't know. I, I thought the concept was pretty cool that you would like. Well, let's let's disregard the stuff about like changing Picard's whole backstory with Eremotic Syndrome and and all that. Because I remember you were that's I was worried because you you, you we had a sidebar. It's like are they fucking uh-huh. with uh, all good things? I'm like they're you know like first of all you've got the split in the time so they can't ever really destroy it. But also it's like I don't think they're gonna like retcon jumanji syndrome nope they did they 100 percent did, did and, and i want to talk it. about that at some point but if you disregard that for the moment and you say uh-huh. is this idea of like using the transporters to as- effectively assimilate people a cool idea i think yes i thought it was very cool that they could like assimilate starfleet from the inside without them even realizing it and then just sort it of just activate seems- everybody does it seem does it seem odd to you that none of the chief engineers or any of the technician transporter chiefs would notice that there's this huge fundamental change in the architecture of the transporters? Yeah, or did I they mean, just chief like did, would have. by by the 25th century they're just like clicking okay to every EULA? Like <laughs> sure, yeah. Please God, accept this new 
genetic material that's going to be inserted into everyone. That's the other thing. The implication that transporters work like Jurassic Park cloning. Uh-huh. That they just keep like kind of like, but they kind yeah, of always is, do. Like, this is like ninety nine percent of a human being. We're just going to put the like. This is a far yeah. like my TNG technical manual, which is over my right shoulder, made it very clear that they do a quantum resolution scan of every human life form or ever any sentient life form and mm-hmm. beam it across with all of like quarks and gluons and fucking nano everything in its state. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And now it's just like, eh, nah, we have like 99% of you just good to go. And let's put the 1% that's special about you. Like, yeah, it's wow. hard for me to argue too much against it because of shit like Thomas Riker. Uh, like, like, transporters can do sure, weird things. They do weird know? shit. Now, like I said, I don't know that Thomas Riker is like the best plot that Star Trek has ever come up with. I like, could concede that, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, like I said, I the last five minutes of this this thing are just pure bliss for any kind of Star Trek fan. God, the music, like even even the, a proper. Mm-hmm. I I thought for a minute that they were going to dark light the ED. Me too. I was going to nope. get up and I was going to write a furious letter. I, yes i'm like you cannot fucking turn on the lights and they did they did and it was awesome yeah that's a proper bridge man that is a proper star trek starship bridge yeah got that you oh, got yeah. that nice soft warm lighting mm-hmm. none, of, none of this harsh like who wants to look at the the titans bridge nobody yeah yeah i don't know yeah it looks like a, a, a cheap foreign sports car interior just carbon fiber and brushed metal and steel and nothing's bright enough. You can't see your dials and gauges. Right. Or when you do look at them, they blind you because there's no ambient lighting. Yeah. Dash rattles. There's a lot of road noise. It's just, yeah, they're really, really yeah. sacrificing a lot to, to for a cheap look. So I don't know. I love that part. Um, I like most of this episode, but yeah, you're right. Boy, do they retcon Iramati syndrome entirely. Uh, and I don't know how that sits with me. Yeah. We'll have to talk through it when we get there. Anyway, why don't we get into the recap? Yes. Red alert. Here comes an ad break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's boldly go back to the episode. Welcome back to the podcast maneuver. We start off with Deanna in Jack's mind where we left them last episode. Uh, Jack doesn't know what anything in his visions mean until Deanna talks him through it. And then Jack agrees to let Deanna open the door in his mind. She does, and she is very scared by what she sees. And she runs out of the room to tell Picard and Beverly about it. And then we get to see what she saw, which was a big old Borg cube. In a nebula or something? I don't know. It was was very intense. Yeah, I was trying to think of how I would feel if I was in a therapeutic situation with my counselor and she was doing some kind of, I don't know, deep hypnosis therapy or perfusion thing. And 
I come to consciousness and I look at her and she's just got this look of abject horror with her hand on her mouth and says, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've, I've, I've got and she just runs from the session screaming mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, my God, that's, you know, you know, Deanna, uh, there, there's a, there's a bedside manner here that could be practiced. Um, yeah, I, I would have been super worried about this particular plot point if it weren't for the fact that there is literally nothing else going on and they can't do anything until they figure out what's in Jack's head. Because I, it, this is one of those things that they easily could have just like spent the entire episode cutting back Dude, and forth. I, I was, was kind of like, worried. I was kind of worried when they cut away from her seeing what it is. And did yeah, this. I'm yeah. like, Jesus Christ. But so. I'm like, what else is going on? There's literally nothing else going on. Right. You have to address this now. Uh, yeah, yeah. And luckily they did, so uh, I think that helped the episode quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I thought it was interesting how, like, now that we know what they're supposed to be, this stuff is be like, um, they they had this thing of Jack explaining like what these vines meant to him, and how we felt about him as a child, and whether he got comfort. And he's like, no, not comfort. It just felt right, true, perfect. And I'm like, oh shit, you know, this is. Mm. I feel like I. I kind of had the like, God, is it, is it? Are they going for the Borg? It's got that Borg feel. The, how are they going to fit the Borg in here? Isn't the Queen Jurati <laughs> like all, slam them in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just bam. Season season three, episode nine, one to go. Boom. Here's the uh-huh. Borg, the existential threat to the Federation. Solve it with one repair shuttlecraft. You know. Yeah, I mean, let's let's get into the next scene where Picard's like protesting uh, that he could have passed any Borg stuff right. onto his son through his DNA. Right. Um, this Borg curse he's got. Uh, Beverly believes it's possible. Picard moves to go tell Jack the bad news, and Deanna stops him and says, "Look, this kid is now considered very dangerous." Um, I I I think this is perfect in some ways. Like I. I don't know how I feel about waiting this long to tell us and having no time left to really delve into this too deeply, but this is kind of the perfect end in a certain way to Picard's arc. Like the thing that has been haunting him his entire life since becoming Locutus is the Borg that stayed with him. And we, we get the idea now that there is something physical that stayed with him, not just mental. And well, I, I I like that idea, but I think it's it's like weirdly rushed in a in a season that was yeah. dealing with other things so much. Um, it, it, but but it kind of comes full circle. I mean, the the stuff early on with Jack was like, oh my god, he's my son. I've passed on, you know, my uh, lack of attentiveness as a father, my my inability to connect with people to him. Uh, and that was his biggest worry. And now there's an even bigger worry, right? That he's passed something even much worse to him. I kind of like it. Yeah, and it, it it does. It's not built on nothing because I even remember when we were talking about first contact. We've we've got that movie review mm-hmm. in our archive. If you want to go search bald move first contact, boom, first result. Uh, where we talk about like you know when the captain Picard can hear the Borg, like a yeah. like a skittering in the back of his mind. Like we're like, what the fuck is that? Like. He doesn't have a Borg. Like, did, did Beverly forget to get a, get one of the wireless transceivers out of his brain? Or is this... And I think we settled on the idea that, like, Picard just knows the Borg intimately. 
and he knows what they're going to do based on the and and that that's being represented to us by like the Borg are like skittering in the back of his mind. He's hearing the echoes mm-hmm. of them and 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 intuiting what they want to do. But it turns out that they uh, and I, the way they explain this is every time they take a drone, they do some genetic modification to make the drone interface with the technology, the Borg implants better. Mm-hmm. And that since Locutus was a special project that he had like a super form of this, you know, where his like body is like in like it's it, it, so receptive to the Borg implants that it can receive signals without, uh, you know, like he's he's developed organic structures that can receive these signals. Now, mm-hmm. my question to you, is this a long running Borg plan or was this an emergent property that the Borg have just become aware of because of the Dominion's bullshit? And they're going to capitalize hmm. on it. Because it kind of breaks my mind to think that the Borg deliberately engineered Locutus and let him go so that he would spawn a child that would then be in a position to be recalled into a massive antenna that could take over every Starfleet personnel under the age of 25. I feel like the Borg just (laughs) Uh got wind of this happening and saw an opportunity that they're exploiting. I see it different or? uh, Oh oh, no, I I think you're right. It's gotta be right. I, I don't know. It's all a big retcon. So it's like, Am I going to go back through what I know of Picard's history and try and pick out the pieces that say, hey, the Borg might have been doing this intentionally? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't think it's there to be done because this is a big retcon. Do you think the Dominion, the the offshoot of the founders that are that are trying to destroy the Federation, do you think they're deliberately working? Do you think they're deliberately invoking the Borg? Mm-hmm. Or did they or did they have some other they, they saw some other way that they could use Jack's power for their own purpose? No, I think I think they're sicking the Borg on the Federation. Hmm. Effectively. I mean that's okay. That seems to me what it so is. So it's a deliberate right? it's a deliberate process. They use their powers um, to get in to change the transporter code on all these ships. I do uh, wonder what would have Amanda Plummer done what what would have Vedic done if she had lived? Because it's like, um, I felt like now that hmm. she's dead and that that thing is over, that the Borg are taking over as a new threat. But also, yeah. oh, when were the Borg? Because like, I guess it seems like the story is also that Jack has been receiving Borg transmissions ever since he was a child. And I wonder, like, did the when did the Borg realize they had this piece on the board? Like right. when Beverly and Picard had you know relations and he was conceived and like did, did, did this, this a little biological ping appear on their network um yeah i suppose it might have because we see that they can communicate at least uh somewhat with him right yeah i wonder why they need uh, it's like he has to be plugged in that big green amplifier to take over the entire alpha quadrant worth of starfleet or something because like it, it, it could be yeah. the other thing that's kind of dangling is like why do they need his physical presence why can't they just jack him turn him into a drone yeah from afar yeah um i i don't know i don't know uh all this the sciencey part of this is a big question mark i was also trying to find out if there's like is this the is this the death knell of my left nut theory my left nut right ovary theory because like I, mean, I think I, so 
I'm trying to like, is the red eyes is like, is this a is is this there's some Dominion special sauce that's going to allow Jack to do because they're both collectives, right? They're just different uh-huh. ways of uh-huh. collecting and different ways to assume individuals into a, a collective. And I wonder if there's going to be some synergy that the Borg Queen's not going to anticipate. Could be. Like if he connects to the Borg network and then he's also a changeling, which is looking less likely, but if he's also a changeling, yeah, then he the could Borg also connect like, to you know? the founder network and maybe they could right. take over the Borg. We want to reject both our biology and our technology and just be goo. We want to we want to join the goo lifestyle. We want. I mean, to, we that's the lifestyle do- I've been trying to live most of <laughs> my life. I just want anyway. to live in a platinum bucket, yes. uh, in a gelatinous state. Uh, pour me into an ocean of my fellow kind, uh, and I'm I'm good to go. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying. My- no, I'm trying to figure out like what the <laughs> oh I, the, I know. The, yeah, what the fuck is going? Because like also. This this also uh, goes in with the stupid idea of remotely taking over every Starfleet ship in the galaxy to for a singular purpose. Like, why did anyone but, ever think this was a good idea? Well, well, how else would they honor the late great? He he's not dead. The late great Ron Moore of Star Trek mm. fame without doing the Battlestar Galactica gambit. Yeah, yeah, you got to have those analog starships. Only mm-hmm. the analog starships. Those ancient, can... busted piece of garbage. Yeah, <laughs> they're using wax cylinders, Edison cylinders in their memory cores. They're analog, see, not digital. Uh-huh. No ones and zeros anywhere to be seen in the Enterprise D. The only uh, thing automated on them is the doors. It's. Uh... <laughs> and if you ever seen an outtake reel, you know they're unreliable. <laughs> selectively uh, yeah selectively automated uh, the, the amount of times i've seen michael dorn slam into one going full speed mm-hmm. is pretty funny yeah <laughs> I, I i don't I, yeah I, I don't know how they they fix the galaxy now like you said it's gotta have it's gonna have to involve jack it's gotta um, be jack yeah he's he's gotta take over the board collective i, I wonder if they're gonna do i i, I want to say irreparably irreparably change but that has a negative context i wonder if they're going to irrevocably changed uh, the Borg, if Jack is now going to be like the Borg King or something, and the Borg are going to be benevolent because Jack is Picard's son, that's would, would the that problem. Be, would that be Borg. delicious? I've been, would that I've be been saying it since I've been saying it since 1989. The whole problem: the Borg matriarchal society. They switch that out <laughs> right. for they get a man in charge, and shit's going to be different. Jim, I tell you, I think you're on sure. something. Sure. Bravo. Even if he's under 25, because Star Trek's <laughs> got an opinion on that now. Oh, right. Yeah, it's the 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 olds. We have to trust the olds. The uh-huh. olds are telling us that they're the ones to be trusted. So what are we going to do? You know, and I'm one of the olds. I, I'm co-opted. I'm, yeah, uh, yeah. all you young, able, brain sharp people with functioning bodies, get the fuck out of our way. <laughs> it's time for the olds. It's time for the olds. We've done a bang up job God. and we're people just going to continue have not seen this episode and are just listening to the potter can be so confused by this rant uh good we'll good. get there that's, we'll get there that's that's what they're that's what they're looking for it's what they're looking for in the ball move experience clearly uh apparently i don't know um i, I felt real bad for picard in these scenes uh maybe we can go over to where he's talking with jack yeah uh he he goes to jack who demands to know what dana saw in his head picard explains it to him including all his history with the borg and his aromatic syndrome 
he also explains that Jack is considered dangerous now and tells him they're taking him to a research facility on Vulcan. Jack doesn't want to go. Uh, the guards at the door have other thoughts, so Jack takes over their minds and leaves the Titan with the intent to kill the Borg Queen. Yes. Uh, so this is the point, like, we're going to... Have we talked about it? What how we feel about aromatic syndrome being retconned? I'm... I'm not the world's biggest fan. I like the transporter idea and using that to alter people to assimilate the fleet. I don't necessarily like the retconning of the aromatic syndrome because that to me was a defining feature of Picard. But okay, the saving grace is they've used another defining feature of Picard to retcon it, which is his complicated relationship with the Borg. I think if it were anything else that was less mm. essential to his character that they were doing this with, I would yeah. be almost angry, as angry as you can be about a fictional TV universe. Uh, but because they're doing this particular thing, I think it's mostly okay. You're right. It's like if there's anything that's more central to Picard's core, the thing that they've hung the most drama on, it's it's definitely, you know, it goes all the way back to the Locutus thing, mm-hmm. the best of both worlds goes all the way back to the family episode, uh, goes all, it's, it's kind of the theme that's run through most of, uh, the Picard for sure. Uh, the series too. So like, yeah, I it's guess the- you're right. If they're going to be fucking with some, uh, a foundational thing, it's to fuse the two foundations together. Yeah. Yeah. I don't hate it. It just is just, it's just really shaky. It just like, uh, it, it feels like the middle tier Star Trek where they're just really coasting on what is affectionately referred to as Trekno babble, where it's like, we've got this idea. We're in kind of like a hard science flavor show. There's no real way to do it. So we'll just cover it up with enough tachyons and transwarp tunnels mm-hmm. and positronic bridging and Bassard Ram scoops, and the fans will just be like, that sounds like science, and they'll, they'll go with it. Yeah, here's the thing. If Star Trek Picard had been better overall, I would give them a lot more latitude. I would be more accepting of this change, I think. Um, I just don't... I, I just don't trust that this is a good... I, I, I guess... a place to leave Picard forever... Um, because I haven't trusted them for two seasons now. So I've got like some residual misgivings about anything they do because I think it's going to be cheesy and kind of dumb, but like, but also I don't don't think this, this applies here necessarily. Yeah. There's also something that the red letter media guys been talking about because they're covering the season too. And they talk about how for some behind the scene reasons, Alec Kurtzman kind of took a back step from this season of Picard and also was oh, wow. not attached to strange new world. So it's like, even though they're like the executive producers, like this is, these are like kind of showrunners on their own. That might explain a lot. That might explain a lot. That might explain why wow. this season's felt a lot more co- cohesive, um, mm-hmm. as a whole, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, the, the addition of basically every TNG cast member, it goes a long way to, hurt. Yeah, because uh, just just explaining them and getting together in a satisfying like if you can do that, yeah, then you've you got half the battle, right? Yeah, all that other emotional joy comes with it. Um, so I I don't know. I think I need a little bit of time to process this because it's a big change. But also, I could see myself actually really liking this at some point. Yeah. 
All right, next up, Beverly vows to do something to get Jack back. Data says they couldn't track his shuttle and tries to uh, comfort Picard. Then Jordy tells Picard, uh, we got bigger problems. There's some more shit you need to know about Jack. Um, yeah, there's a nice scene here of uh, Data offering words of comfort and mm-hmm. Picard being like, there really isn't anything you can say. And Data accepting the truth of that and just, you know, putting his hand on Picard's shoulder, offering some solidarity there. I thought that was mm-hmm. that was cute. I feel like I've seen Picard do that with people from time to time. Because he's not he's a hugger. Not great with those comforting words either. He's more of a shoulder clapper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we go over to Jack, who arrives somewhere. I don't know where he's going. Anyway, he enters a transwarp conduit, or or he's sitting outside a transwarp conduit. I can't tell if the Borg ship comes through the transwarp conduit to him, or if he goes through it's it been to them. Hiding in a nebula the whole time. It doesn't. Really, yeah, it's kind of half a one six dozen the other. Fair. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. The thing is, transwarp conduits are a Borg thing. They're uh-huh. the, that's how they move extraordinarily fast through space. They're kind of like their little super highways that they build, per, kind of like permanent t- tunnels. You know, like warp warp is is uh, transitory tunnels. Um, yeah, if you've seen Voyager, yeah, like, you know all about transwarp. Yeah, his shuttle detecting that is just letting you know that oh yeah, it's the Borg, and boom, mm-hmm. then you see the cube. It's it's not even a cube. It's like an installation. Is it? Did you get that? I, I could. It's definitely really tell. a cube component, but there it felt like there was little bits coming off of it at odd angles that made it look more of like a city too. Maybe they only ever like show you wings. like a corner of it sticking out of a nebula right. cloud or whatever it is. Uh, I wonder if it's because they're they're hinting that it's much much larger. It's going to be some could be. insanely big thing. Which yeah. what the Federation fleet's going to combine together like the world's greatest megazord. Uh huh. Wolf can Enterprise D be the head? <laughs> sure. <laughs> can no, it, can it be networked. the eyeball? It's, it's way too networked. small. Yeah. Oh, true. Well, that's why it'd be the head. That'd be it'd be the last thing to network together. So it could be the sword that the Ooh. network wields mm. with the detachable blade in the form of the saucer section. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and Riker can crash it on the Genesis planet or something. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, uh, Jordy and Data explain that the Changelings took the part of Picard's body that was a Borg receiver, and apparently Jack has a genetic Borg transmitter built into him. They don't know how he could control unassimilated people, though. Hmm, big mystery. And they realize that the Changelings are working with the Borg to destroy the fleet during Frontier Day. And Picard tells Shaw, take us to Earth. They don't ever really explain how he controls unassimilated people oh no they do they because do. they've yeah, been the organic, they, the, the, the organic Borg bits, modules yeah. they've been overriding in their code okay yeah the transporter stuff but this explains why they had interest in Picard's body they wanted this organic tech uh but 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 why that's what right. I'm saying like sure what, the Borg it, could reproduce this right yeah and it, it, it makes me think that there's something else with the founders that they're setting up uh, or a founder Borg alliance that hmm. it might be uneasy. There might not be a full sharing going on. Or yeah, again, I that they imagine. were wanting to use this Federation technology um, for their own for their own purpose. 
Federation board technology because they're using they're using the evolved strain of founders and this evolved strain of Borg technology for some purpose mm-hmm. that we still don't quite understand. It seems like the, the and 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 I think that it's been hijacked by the Borg, but that like you said, that might have been the intention of the founders all along. Yeah, to use Borg as their uh their their uh, mecha sword, whatever you would call it, their Power Rangers yeah. sword. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like that's, the Borg that's are, the thing, but the Borg are in a different quadrant from the founders, right? And they're out in the Delta quadrant, right? Oh, are they? I thought they were in like Gamma. So the wormhole oh, goes to the Delta yeah. quadrant. I uh, I could be wrong about that. I don't know. Where, where did Voyager go? Did they go to the Gamma quadrant? Was that the thing? I thought they went to the Delta quadrant. Okay, okay, that's why I thought the Borg were in the Delta because quadrant. Because they're, they're, they, they, they made this shuttlecraft that was Voyager. like uh, scouting and they called it the Delta Flyer. I thought it was because of the, the uh-huh. quadrant they were in. I, I think you're right, which makes me assume that the Borg are mostly in the Delta quadrant, but I could Because I was like, may, maybe they're in a different quadrant and that's why the Dominion's like, fuck them, you know? <laughs> like, we can, we'll, we'll have centuries to prepare for the Borg when they... Really? With their transwarp stuff? I... I, see, okay, so now, I, might, I might be wrong because again, I I was very spotty Voyager fan, but I thought the mm-hmm. idea of a transwarp conduit was like it's like an infrastructure you have to pre-built, maintain and build. Mm-hmm. So like the first time you go to some place, you can't use a conduit because they don't exist. Right, and the only reason they were able to get here in the first place is because Q brought them. Q, yeah. So yeah. they went at maximum their maximum warp speed that still took them years to get to the Terran system, and I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. So if they so, went to a whole new quadrant, it would be. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck it. Uh, but but they're yeah. they're here, right? They're within range of Jack. So they're definitely here. They can transwarp in yes. or transwarp him to them, whatever they're doing here. There's a connection there. True. So, it's, it's it, They're close enough that Jack is able to get to them on a goddamn space shuttle. Right. In like a couple hours. A shuttlecraft. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're here. I don't know what they're going to do uh, other than take over Earth. But yeah, I, I don't know if there's a bigger plan. Uh, to me, it was like, well, we need the changelings to get in place to get the transporter code changed so that we can assimilate all these people so that the Borg can destroy Earth and beyond that. It's an interesting idea if the Borg know. have been manipulating the founders. Like, the Borg found out that, oh, we have this detached drone from that's the son of Locutus, and... You know, we're still stuck in the Delta Quadrant, re- regrouping our losses, and they see this opportunity to manipulate all of their enemies to their end. Yeah, it, like I said, it's God. I wish there was more time. I wish it like <laughs> yeah. They literally sell the idea by Beverly being like, you know, birds know to turn at the same time, and bees collect honey without anyone telling them. There's mm-hmm. organic collectives all, the, and it's like the boom. That's all. That's all the justification <laughs> we're going to get. Yeah, that that's the thing. I think they I think it was a mistake. It maybe the biggest mistake of the season so far has been to hold back any kind of jack reveal for this late in the season. I think yes. if it was and it's proving to be like a huge reveal, I think it would have been better to more explore the reveal as opposed to keep this mystery to shock us at the very the end. The problem though is I can't imagine how they would do that without people figuring out it's the Borg almost immediately. Well then, tell right. us. He starts talking about this connection shit and the perfection of connection, and mm. and you know, like what, 
like the the red vines already were um... i mean star trek first contact starts with the borg going back in time and trying to assimilate earth yeah. i feel like it didn't harm that movie to know that it was the borg the whole time <laughs> and just be fighting the borg i i could really but go it wasn't for another one of those. it wasn't ostensibly a dominion war movie that was secretly a right you right. know a borg war movie yeah, so I don't know that this. Is Which makes you think it's like, yeah, why, but... why not just like? Because everyone, I think everyone agrees, even the fucking, even the red letter media guys who are like the most cynical Star Trek fans I've, I, I know that are still not just complete idiots. Um, <laughs> everyone agreed that like through eight episodes, this is like the best season, right? Sure. I'm talking about like sure. the people who are just like blah blah Star Trek's too woke and all that's like that shit. I don't even care to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, why not just keep doing what you're doing? Why not just have Picard foil the Dominion threat? That's like, you know, sure. Like, why? Why? But but it's like they need an exclamation point for the end of Picard. Yeah. And this is almost too big of an exclamation point to not exactly. explain it thoroughly. It's like three exclamation points. It. And it's hard to believe yeah. it's going to fit in, you know, an hour and a half of television. Yeah, that's the thing. I I want to say they think that they've already fitted into 45 minutes. Right. I mean, if this is all the explanation they're going to give us and then it's going to be the climax and resolution next week, then they've done their jobs. Hands washed of the whole thing. Right. Like, and the thing is, is like, I think that they won't unless they deal with the Jurati question, unless mm -hmm. the Agnes Queen shows up, I'm kind of going to be a little disappointed because that's a piece on the table. For Christ's sake, it just happened last season. It was the big, bad you know, amazing jaw dropping yeah, thing I mean, to happen at the end of last season. Maybe they can use the kinder, gentler Borg to to fight the harsher, less gentle Borg. I don't know. It would be interesting if like uh, going forward, the Star Trek prime universe like had made peace with all of their traditional foes. Like they're broadly a piece of the Dominion, the Romulans, the Klingons, even the Borg, even, um, but there's factions that miss the good old days when they were running shit. And like, you know, you have this kind of like axis power of Dominion Borg, uh, xenophobic Romulan, you know, whatever, essentially the dregs of the Dominion War coming back to, to menace the entire galaxy. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. Is this it from a certain point of view? I know I'm mixing my, my sci-fi franchises. Uh, could this be seen as the revenge of Cisco? He blamed Picard for getting his wife killed. The final revenge of Cisco is to sick the Borg on all of Earth via yeah, the Dominion he's War. He's just chilling with the prophets in the wormhole, be like, uh-huh. I can't wait to see you get out of this bullshit, Picard. <laughs> and he knows, right? He's out of yeah. time right now. He knows uh-huh. what's going to happen. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He's just he's licking his chops his and waiting for off, it. Tossing his baseball back and forth, laughing. Yeah. Just reliving this moment every single day of his life. Mm-hmm. He's just mm-hmm. sitting in this moment, looking at it, going, ah, here's the where Picard died. Here's where Earth was destroyed because of dumbass Picard. At least my son Jake didn't get Borg shit installed on him, Picard. <laughs> he just turned into a journalist. It was almost as bad, but still. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, a, and a Ferengi friend. Oh, uh, shit. I, I a Ferengi? Oof, oof. We'll see. We'll see what they do within the final episode. Um, but we still got a lot more of this episode to talk about. Admiral Shelby departs the starbase around Earth for Enterprise's ceremonial Frontier Day run. 
as she debuts the fleet's newest feature, Wi-Fi. It's 2348 or whatever the fuck it is. Finally, they have Wi-Fi, Aaron. Yeah, there's a lot of... First of all, the E, the Enterprise F comes out of Stardock with, with, with an audible fart. Like yep, it's when a it comes, Voyager just, clone. It's it's literally like a Voyager clone, right? Yeah, like, it looks like it looks like the Voyager and the uh, what was the the Sovereign class had a baby, and sure, everyone's gonna say it's ugly because it is. It's a bad chip. It's, it's bad it, chip, especially when you juxtapose it with the beauty that is the Enterprise D <laughs> yes. later in this episode. Yes, yes. Um. Oh and, God, I really do not. I've resisted looking up because you've hinted that there has been this Enterprise F kind of like in circulation. It was part of a video game or something, or maybe it was in uh, Lower Decks. Some of the shit that I haven't seen. And, I thought I you said that part. It, it, yeah, I, I want to say it was it was in the video game, uh, the, the Star Trek Online, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was also I found out this week apparently in this show too earlier. It was Women. in. Um, the files that Roe goes through her her like treasure trove of data. There was like a screenshot oh. of it. Oh, okay. Well, Is it, yeah, that. it's not like it's featured in in an episode. Right. Yeah, like uh, I always hated Commander Shelby, you know, because sure. her job was to come onto the Enterprise, be super like dedicated to uh, fighting the Borg and putting Riker's nuts in a vice grip. That was her job as the plot. And mm-hmm. it, as a twelve-year-old kid watching, you did your job right. I hated this fucking woman, and she uh, did it to Cisco too in Deep Space Nine. Oh, she, really? A, a couple of Shelby times. Shelby comes yeah. back and puts his nuts in a twist too. Yeah, oh my god! <laughs> Watch incredible the career of this woman. Yeah, uh, yeah. She should have come for Janeways and got the trifecta. But mm-hmm. I, she was a little too I, far away. A uh, true. Um, oh, she'd find a way. She'd find a way. She hears those balls to break. It's a, she's not gonna let a, a quadrant stand in the way of her duty there. Yeah. Um, I, I did say it was fun to see from like there's something fun and nostalgic, and also it's like they said the deep irony of this like um Borg cold warrior espousing essentially Borg doctrine and thought. You know. Yeah, I mean the analog is pretty clear, right? They're networking the fleet. They're making the one just like the board collective. I'm not uh, sure why the it's useful to do that. Like it always felt like the individual initiative of the starships were like many cases, like turn the tide of the battle and like what just, yeah. yeah like what is the, the use of just putting them in like a big wall and moving them around, you know? This is the continued defederationing of the Federation, right? Like uh, they're, if, they're just abandoning all the principles that they've lived by before. Um, mm. And one of those principles was like, our differences make us stronger. Now we're turning into the Borg collective. And and I don't think that's something that just like started happening once the, the changeling started infiltrating. Right. I think it's, mm-hmm. it's something that's been going on for a long time, but I don't know. I don't particularly like it. I also don't think there are enough, fireworks in the soul system to make the ship look cool and i don't think fireworks work in space is i was the problem <laughs> i have in my notes how do we feel about fireworks yeah yeah fireworks this fireworks felt in space to me this, this felt like god we know we're gonna unveil the enterprise d later and that's gonna be the biggest moment 
that Star Trek fans have had in a long time. But Next Generation so they should make fans, it like certainly. a WrestleMania de- debut. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh-huh. And and how can we do that? I don't know. Fireworks? That's a thing. It's a celebration, sure. But I don't think fireworks can combust in space this way. I, it, well, stuff I'm sure there's some kind of plasma. There's some without kind of plasma oxygen, bullshit, right? But yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. If it's it's like, sure. If this is Trekno tech, right? I mean, like I said, I, I'm just rolling with the WrestleMania that they're just like, and its registration number is NCC 1701. And there's like shit exploding and uh-huh. fire. And it's like, yeah, no, nah, it's it, it's it's God. It's it, you know, I, I think is an intentional homage to like the love, like because we uh, classic Trek fans really hated the Excelsior class because Scotty hated it. So mm-hmm. we hated it. It was the next generation. It's pushing out Kirk. We didn't like it. And they had a lot of like these love like they do these things like where they'd have this lovingly space porn shot of the Excelsior. But then it would all it's the joke was it was always about to break down like mm-hmm. it's, it's it's going after it's going to run down Kirk's crew. But Scotty sabotaged it. So it fires up its transwarp drives and throws a space rod and is dead in the water. It's a joke. Is it is there a little bit of this that like this is such an obviously shit design that it's a little bit of like the space porn shots with Excelsior just so it looks shit like shit when you finally see the Enterprise D. Maybe. I don't know. This is I, a dumb this, ship design, man. It's bulbous in all the wrong areas. It's I saucers agree. too small. It's nacelles are too long. It looks, looks like a newborn like Voyager. baby colt with a head deformity. Uh, <laughs> I'm with you. I don't like the design of this ship very much. It doesn't look like Enterprise to me, but I don't know if I have a good finger on the pulse of modern Trek fans because modern <laughs> Trek fans and a lot of them like disco and I don't like disco. Mm, uh, so I, yeah. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, it's it's got a fitting number designation F because it's a complete failure in all level. <laughs> and yeah. so just just hopeful. Let's let's hope for a top G when we get uh, to the, the next one. Do you think it's ironic that they're holding Frontier Day in the heart of the Empire, the the Federation? Dude, I I have I've always had questions about like why is Earth so goddamn important to the Federation? Like if you lose the conceit that this is a human television show, it never makes sense. Like why are the Vulcans just like they built this thing and then these impetuous apes come up from the planet Earth? Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Fuck it! Here's the keys. They just you get to be, it. you get to start Starfleet. All of our important, like, we're gonna move our base of operations to your fucking backwards planet. We're going. The to, Federation yeah, yeah. was a Vulcan book club, is the thing. It was. They had. It was just Earth a weekly meeting. A Starfleet. Yeah. Of like, yeah, six six old Vulcan dudes. Uh, yeah. Who talked about their favorite Vulcan literature, Vulcan poetry. Yeah, one seventh at any time are besotted by pond fire, so they're just worthless. <laughs> and they, the humans had to impose order on uh-huh. the Vulcans to get anything done. I, I I don't know. Like it it seems really weird that like it 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 makes sense in the fictional sense of Star Trek that you know this series is a lot of just like waving about how awesome Star Trek is. Like it's got all the old ships. It's a word name checking NX01, mm-hmm. the 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 unloved Enterprise. And it's made voyage, and there's all this fake history, but it just doesn't. It doesn't really make sense in a, in a real world. But that's been a, that's been something that's been in Star Trek forever. I, I've never understood yeah. why. 
fucking Hollywood, essentially. It's not even it's not even the Earth. It's like California, mm-hmm. California, Southern California rules the Alpha Quadrant. <laughs> How did that shit happen? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of going that way, isn't it? It's like San Francisco is going to be running shit anyway. I guess. I guess. Yeah, I guess. They're just projecting yeah. current trends into the f- future. They got it right. I got that part right. Uh, I I don't know. I think it's just a slap in the face to the front, the actual frontier to hold your frontier day celebration in the most centralized federation location possible. Yeah, yeah. But what do I know? I'm not a. Do you think? Do you think tech bros in the 25th century get sick and tired of regulations and shit on Earth, and they move? They move. Yeah, why do you think the federation's Koros? breaking down? They move to a Klingon home planet, and the Klingons are like salty about. Don't you fucking bring your federation politics here. Mm-hmm. Don't you fucking bring your your high taxes and your fucking turtle safe straws out to uh, Austin Klingon or to, to San Antonio Klingon? We can't do that. <laughs> Probably. It's like they're like you know it's like ah oh, we hate the Federation. They're they're too much taxes. They're they're up in our business. But you know I don't like the fact that anyone can just challenge me to a duel. Like we we need to there, there needs we need to tweak the Klingon culture a little bit to get it to there. Don't don't fucking do that. Yeah, it's hard to anyway. become an oligarch, a, a galactic oligarch, when anyone can challenge you to a duel for any reason. Yeah, yeah, really. It's it's disruptive, disruptive mm-hmm. to one's business plan. Your schedule. I mean, what if you're on the other side of the quadrant and you get challenged to a duel? Ugh, it's like a week out of your schedule. Anyway, Jack explores the Borg ship while the Queen talks to him, tells him his name is Vox, the voice of the Borg. He finds the Borg Queen, but he can't kill her. He, he Something inside of him won't let him, and so she connects him to the Collective. Uh, it's some, like I said, there's something in here about some kind of uh, the vindication of both our species... Again, it's really centralizing humans as a as a premise as supreme here, um, and I don't know. Uh, they 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 shoot him full of Borg probes, which I don't understand why they had to do because he was already, yeah, a Borg drone. So they double droned him. Yeah, I mean they hardwired him. You know, he's on the Wi-Fi, but it's like ah, uh, right, uh, yeah, the connection's spotty. You know, sometimes he gets out of range. Right, but, and, and Picard and Data used the a Wi-Fi exploit to put them all asleep that one time. So they, uh-huh. they really mm-hmm. insist on hardwiring the Queen. Yeah. yeah, not gonna, not gonna, not gonna put him to sleep twice. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> what they do though? What the next episode? Jack just puts him asleep. <laughs> oh God! I mean, it, it. Like I said, it's the only real possible outcome is Jack intervenes here, but. There's two. There's two subroutine, we'll low-level subroutines that could take advantage of sleeping and shitting. Oh and yeah, the Borg, the Borg has spent the last thirty-five years just armoring the shit out of sleeper subroutines, and because <laughs> of the way they are, they just didn't even see the other possibility. They're going to be incapacitated, yeah. uh huh, by irritable Borg syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> IPS. <laughs> uh, right, let's let's go over to Jordy and Data. Shields up! Here come the ads. Welcome back to the podcast maneuver. They've discovered that the transporter systems, all of them everywhere, I don't know, have been modified with the Borg DNA, meaning everyone who's transported is technically assimilated. Unless, as we'll find out next episode or next uh, scene, 
you're under the age of 25 or you're over the age of 25 sorry right yeah your, your Which, brain's got to be yeah. old your brain's oh got to be God. old to survive this process uh and it, I, here's where i started thinking have any of them been transported in this series because i think so well uh, this makes jordy it, comes over on a transporter but it, but then it, it makes sense ensign roland like insisted on not taking a transporter that should have been a clue oh. that there was something, but I assumed it was a founder's thing that she was that they were Why making didn't her they seem put this suspicious together sooner than. <sighs> well, that's my data for a while. I guess they how were the fuck like and... I'm trying to think of how insane this is that you've essentially mm-hmm. snuck this major revision to a critical piece of infrastructure in every Federation starship in the last year or so. Mm-hmm. But it seems like it went hand in glove with a covert takeover of the highest levels of starfleet yeah so like who questions it is just gonna be yeah if there are a whole bunch of chief engineers raising reports Mm -hmm. and it's just going to an admiral who's suppressing them or giving some bullshit like themselves are uh you know changelings and yeah if they if they're they're that they're that fucking impacted i i don't know um like i said a lot of this did not make sense to me and i thought it was pretty ass pulley but they mm-hmm. also had enough plausible deniability that you know if you want to I, I i think that if you want to throw a fit about this you're going to be seen as a nitpicker even and, though and i think the idea is super nits. cool i yeah I, I do think like this covert assimilation is a really neat idea uh and kind of a necessary evolution for the borg because i don't want to see just another season of the borg running up and injecting people's necks um, that was cool for the first 20 years that they did it, but I don't know if they need to continue doing it. Yeah. This is a cool way to update them to make it more interesting. I thought it was an awesome idea regardless of how they got here. Okay. Uh, suddenly the Titan starts to go into fleet formation mode with the other uh, ships there. Before they lose full control, Picard gets half an emergency message out to the fleet and to Admiral Shelby, warning them about the Borg slash changeling threat. Then their comms are cut off, and the Borg fire up a signal, which will affect everyone under the age of 25. One of those people is on the bridge of the Titan, as are Geordi's daughters. They both get assimilated, and Shelby gets shot to death as the entire fleet is assimilated by youths! Youths, Aaron! Can we do something about the youths? Uh, Got to put them down before they before they kill us all. They're, they're wild, impetuous. They got they got they got their ideas of how they want to run things. Uh, it's, it's it's a threat to our position. <laughs> Look, here's where I start to have objections. This 25 year old rule is complete bullshit. You're telling me you've got a system here that can spawn off entire evil copies of people by transporting them but it can't modify the frontal cortex of a fully grown adult i don't understand have stopped developing at age 25 and that's when they can't just brute force beam a part of it into your dna no more <laughs> apparently you're too old you're too this old. is the thing that i objected to this is stupid that's the thing it's not they beverly thinks it's some biological component it's just uh borg think like cell phone manufacturers they're not going to support security updates for devices that are older than so many years it's just oh, like it, it's too much bullshit there's too mm-hmm. much bullshit they want the young the malleable and they're just stamping out anything and it's probably not a total they're like cut tv off. executives probably, you know if they can get the youths then yeah. eventually those people will become fans for life and if you can get right. these, the fans of borg for life 
And I take it it's not a strict cutoff. It's not like if your Federation ID says that you are 26 years old in one day that it's like probably a continuum. There's probably some 28 year olds that are getting especially underdeveloped t- frontal cord. Yeah. Probably some 21 year olds <laughs> that are mentally. I, I fuck. I don't know. But like it, mm-hmm. it, 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 it. I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where it's like we have a very old cast. And we want for them to plausibly take over the Federation and ride to the rescue. How can we do that? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We need old brains to be resistant to the board. Yeah. And it goes hand in hand with, you know, the old technology that they're going to resuscitate from the museum here. It's so weird because I, I, from all accounts, the core audience of these shows are extremely young. But this is boomer porn of the highest caliber. It is it, absolutely like there's going to be a threat, right? Like, like my, like you don't think my dad doesn't live like live for the day that the cell phones are going to take over and all the young people who don't know how to like I don't know what's the thing they don't know how to write write in cursive or send a, a, fic, a lick a stamp to post the to post mail are going to be like old people save us and they're going to run out in their carbureted vehicles <laughs> with no fuel injection <laughs> and they're going to like save the day. Yeah, when when inevitably Elon Musk turns on fleet formation mode on all the Teslas, yeah. All of their kids that f- refuse to leave their grandkids alone with them because of God knows what they'll say, or they're, they're going to be, help us, Dad, and they're going to ride to the rescue. I think The I only think- way this could be more offensive to people under 25 is if they were to, like, say... <laughs> The reason that it didn't affect them is because they're listening to jazz and classical music. And if they right. were listening to electronic music right. of any stripe, they would be K pop, you would be uh-huh. it, But there is there is this kind of like the young people are easy to influence and brainwash and to Pied Piper that I don't know that From I lack of experience. Yeah, if I was a like again uh, I, I when I was a 16 year old, I didn't like hearing that shit. But I'm a 24 year old, and someone's trying to be like, "Your brain's not fully done cooking," and you're, yeah. You know, I'm like, "Fuck you, fuck you, old man." <laughs> totally. I don't know. Like I said, because like it's my impression that this is a very young, mo- mostly progressive fan base, and uh, but also they worship Picard and and Riker and all that. So maybe maybe it'll serve. But it, it it's an it's it's wild to um, I think they should position your way. core demographic as the big the potential big bads of the season. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, this is fan service to a an aging generation of Star Trek fans. I mean, sure. God damn, the show is called Star Trek Picard. Yeah. You know, half the people watching Star Trek, the people under 25 watching Star Trek may or may not know who Picard is uh, in, in his next generation context. So I, I think they should have gone the other way. I think it should have been. This could only affect people over 25 because I agree their brains are rigid and they can create new structures within them, whereas the young the ones kid. will have their brain rejected because it's still yeah, their, their, their brain forming. can reformat it. Yeah. And, and resist. And, and right. Yeah, I, I totally agree. That would have been. And you have the new generation. You got Crash and her sister and Jack uh-huh. having, to having to save their parents because them, they're fucking yes. boomers and they're destroying the Federation. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. That's the way no, to go I, on this. But this is Star Trek Picard, like I said. So the nostalgia here is for the olds. We are the olds. They can't really say the olds suck and all the youth have to come save them. <laughs> Not on a Paramount network. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, that, I think you're right. I think I, it would have been more satisfying and I think arguably cooler to have the, the younger generation save the, the old, especially since the old generation has been kicking ass this whole season. Um, mm-hmm. And it also been nice kind of like, isn't this supposed to be kind of a handoff? But I, now I'm hearing that they're wanting to do the Star Trek legacy where they just want to figure out a way to keep the bridge crew, maybe minus Patrick Stewart together forever and keep making Star Trek. So... But like, okay, I, it, it was, this was a golden opportunity to hand off to the next generation, and yeah, I, and I the Sydneys, the Alondra, yeah, um, yeah, mm-hmm. the Shaws. They fuck. Cool. We haven't even got to the worst part of the episode, in my opinion. Well, well, let's talk real quickly about Sydney, uh, about Jordy's daughters, because they're assimilated in this mm-hmm. scene. Uh, I felt real bad for Jordy. You know, he's kind of given up a lot to try and raise them um, the way he thinks they should be raised um, to do right by them. And here they are being assimilated and you get to see it through Jordy's POV here. Um, I like how how scared he is and how horrified by it. Yeah. He's going to heedlessly go and find them. That's his instinct and data has to save him from himself. And how powerless he is to stop Mm -hmm. it in this moment. It's, it's crushing. I, I would, I felt so bad for him. The kids, they're being influenced by wild and crazy ideas. I can feel them drifting from us. What do I do? I should have had him listen to what more jazz, Jordy. Should have, yeah. All right, Picard, Riker, Seven, Shaw, they all decide they need to get off Titan. Uh, the Excelsior has managed to retake their ship, but their ship is <laughs> just immediately taken over by the Borg and destroyed. Didn't last long. The fucking Excelsior. That's <laughs> just, they, they, they just shit on this ship. I love it. I love it. Yep. Uh, Shaw realizes that they're communicating on a maintenance channel and decides we need to go to the maintenance deck to get a shuttle off the ship. Apparently, they just there's there's a hidden shuttle bay in all starships that are in the sub basement. They just have some repair shuttles because I guess if you're if you're in the lower decks and you can't get to like the st- I would think it'd be smart to pepper a starship with shuttles or at least like evacuation mm. pods because you can't always get to the central location right the turbo Evacu- goes if down. this was an evacuation pod or like a maintenance tug that like had like you know like this qb boxy thing was like bristling with like manipulator arms and stuff but it's just a federation start it's, it's just shuttlecraft mm-hmm. like i was expecting to see something that i yeah just i don't know it's like whatever they needed they needed a way to get the olds off the ship they had to bite they had to beat a fighting retreat from the onslaught of the youngs and mm. uh <laughs> there's this ra- there's this is roaming board crew of young people coming around and the, the fucking titan's been decimated uh oh, yeah. like first first it was the founders running around killing everybody now it's the young borg running around killing everybody mm-hmm. it's uh it's been a Should bad day for the uss titan uh, Picard's team meets up with Data's team and they reiterate the need to get off the ship on a shuttle. Jordy has an idea. Uh, they have to fight off some youths and Shaw gets killed in the process. He uses his dying breath to give command of the ship over to her, at least symbolically, given that it's completely under board control for the foreseeable future. Uh, and as Picard's team leaves the ship, the fleet moves to destroy the planetary defenses of Earth. Uh, calls her seven of nine, which is an interesting season arc for him. Uh, during yeah. the like, you'd think he'd be like, I fucking knew it, you know, with about the board coming back instead mm-hmm. of being like mm-hmm. all amicable, but whatever. I huge mistake to kill Shaw. 
I think he's the think so? breakout star of the season and could have easily headlined another Star Trek series because he's kind of like a captain we haven't seen. It's not that he's incompetent. He's not brave. Mm-mm. He's a little bit more by the book, but like he's it's a cool new take on a starship captain and they fucking killed him. Yeah. Yeah. A little more by the numbers Star Trek captain who who quickly learns you can't be a frontier captain and play it by the book all the time. <laughs> I do wonder if they'll figure out if they because like I think they could bring him back if they wanted to like you just have the first scene in the show that you want to bring him back showing him like dead on the floor and some young person pumps some Borg probes into him Mm -hmm. reanimates him and then they cure the Borg and then it's like yeah he just this is a five minute almost comedic scene of him being (laughs) rescued and now he's the captain again boom yeah I don't know if they have plans for that but we'll see. They should. I love Captain Shaw. Captain Shaw is, uh, I, I just, yeah, I, I've enjoyed him almost all season long. I think they had a real, uh, wrote themselves into a corner situation here and decided to just say fuck it when they say that the shuttles aren't networked. They're completely autonomous. I mm. don't buy that. I don't buy that in a fleet that is networking everything. I don't yeah. buy that in our modern day where your fridge is connected to the fucking internet where your toaster is connected to the internet. It's the internet of things, baby. Work together, right? Like your toaster, your your toaster and your fridge and your dishwasher are not going to get information. But it's 2023. Extrapolate 300 years. I, I'm pretty sure everything's going to be connected is, in some way. Yes, connected. But what is that? Like, kind of like, so in the 25th century, are your toaster dishwasher and replicator going to ever do anything in formation yes they're connected well no like i I mean maybe maybe but i know i get it you're you're talking but but what i'm talking about is ships right like yes these why would these be autonomous vehicles when none of the other vehicles are autonomous you're right because their their function is identical it's just it's it's the same function just at scale you know yeah yeah, they can travel and warp they have phasers they yeah they perform they're analog the shuttlecrafts They're are not. all anal. They haven't been replaced by digital shuttlecrafts, Jim. They're analog. Okay. They use, They're old. They're old. That's what they, you're telling me. They, They're over they 25. Use Betamax tapes mm-hmm. to store information on. They listen to They're jazz. Old. These jazz listening shuttles These jazz want nothing listening to do with the youths. Yeah. The youths Wi Fi network. They don't even have the, the USS, password. They don't care. The they US, don't want the password. The USS Defiant Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, see episode season three, episode ten uh, uh, of Picard called Severance. Mm, exactly. Um, I I find it hilarious when Data is trying to comfort everyone by saying, "I hope we die quickly," which is definitely lore speaking, right? That's the lore coming through. It's a little. It, it also, it's. It, I thought he was using his like comic voice, you know, when Joe Piscopo came on and taught him how to do comedy. He <laughs> uh-huh. was doing a little bit of his vaudeville data. Yep. Like, take my wife, please. You know, kind of. God. Uh, and the the very first line in this scene, there are a couple of humorous moments. Is Deanna saying, "I've never been so happy to see so many wrinkles." <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> All right. As Picard walks through the door. Because one, that's right. Because like. What the the team that wasn't on the bridge had no idea why, like they had to be caught up real quick on like you know why are some of us invincible and some of us aren't and yeah mm-hmm. and Beverly yeah. saying I've never been so relieved that yeah, it's pretty funny. Um and Rafi's kind of like 
springing into action here. She has had nothing to do in the last few episodes, as kind of Worf hasn't either. Um, they get an action scene. Apparently, she really loves killing youths because she is gung-ho about getting out there. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. You know, she's not great. She's not great as a mother. She probably has some resentful feelings sure. toward sure. children. Go out and Gotta slaughter Cut her. me out, will you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't need nothing but this phaser and my snake leaf pipe. <laughs> uh, and then we get to the most glorious scene in all of Star Trek Picard. Jordy takes the shuttle back to his museum to grab the ancient, outdated analog ship, the Enterprise D, to aid them in their next step. The crew is reunited with their old ship, and then they take their stations and head right back to Earth. Oh, I can't tell you how how good this felt. Seeing the yeah, Enterprise D. I had all these questions, the like literally how I saw this fucker sure. burnt, get blown up, its drive section got blown up, and and Jordy's like, it kind of mm-hmm. made sense. Like as soon as he said Prime Directive, I'm like, oh my god, it was an environmental disaster they had to clean up. Makes sense. Yep. So they picked up all the pieces of the saucer, and Jordy just out of boredom and something to do has been refurbishing and retrofitting it. And he pulled the drive section from a decommissioned Galaxy class, apparently the USS Syracuse, and here it fucking is. Uh, I mean, this feels like every Star Trek fan's ultimate dream, right? Like to have this. This is the ultimate model kit that Jordy gets to work on here. Uh, and had they preserved these sets for the entire time, or because it's my understanding that the inter, the old Enterprise I, I sets were know. gone, but maybe they kept them around. Uh, it because this looks Can't like tell you. It, exactly the same ship. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I it replaced the, the 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 only thing that like. And it's funny because Picard made it. He's like, oh, I, after all, of seeing you all here together and thinking about all the things I've lost. There's the one thing I've missed the most. And he's like carpeting. You know, it's like a, this, this commentary <laughs> uh-huh. about modern Starfleet design. The carpet on the Enterprise D looks really cheap. Looks hella cheap. Sure. Yeah. Looks like, you know, $50 a night. The, well, hold on. We got to be more specific. Cheap. The carpet the carpet on the floor or the carpet on the chairs or the walls? Because... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go to the floor carpeting, but you're right. All the carpeting okay. looks very like the cheapest shit you'd get from Lowe's or Home Depot. You mm-hmm. know, the, the cheapest commercial grade. Um, but I don't know. What do you want? A rug? A rug carpet on the Enterprise D? <laughs> a shag, yeah. Real thick just, pile. Uh-huh. God, when they were when they were um, sh- turning the ship on and like, because I was, you know, and it was still dark. And I'm like, oh, they're going to go dark. And like, but the L cars are just flickering like panel by panel, light by light. Everything's mm-hmm. kind of like, and the music was playing. And I don't know, man. Like when Jordy and Picard took their posts at the helm and the ops panel and right. like Deanna's Picard's right there. Make it so. And, and Jordy's Picard, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh my God, Picard saying "engage." It mm-hmm. just takes you right back. Yeah, it's a surpri- to a surprising degree. It's just like it's just yeah. like I'm saying. Like that's like this this idiot just got my nappy changed and a fresh bottle d- delight at because <laughs> that's all it is. That's all it is. It's uh-huh. just like it's it's like my childhood being pumped into my veins. I'm being I'm being pandered to. They never I'm being yeah. pandered to. I'm okay with it. You know, this is how it's going to end for this. Well. At least this configuration of the crew, certainly. Um, and I, I'm cool with that. 
I, I did want one more big moment like this. I, I will ask a few pertinent questions, given that there are like roughly seven, eight people running this ship now. Uh, the mm. crew complement on the Enterprise, as I understand it, is roughly a thousand, a little over a thousand people. Mm-hmm. Can they run this ship with only a few people up on the bridge? I think so. I even think there's lines in a technical manual about how small of a skeleton crew you can run the ship from because it's got so many advances and automation and whatnot. Okay. I think so. I might give them that. Here's my other question. They're they're going they're heading into maybe their most ferocious and doomed and stupid battle, I can imagine. Yeah. Uh do they re- like maybe they should be putting all their extra power into the shields or the phasers or something instead of running like secondary hull lighting in a <laughs> ship that is completely empty? But what do I know? Yeah, yeah, it's LED that uses a fraction of their warp power. Yeah, like three so. watts from all that. Whatever. Uh, one more thing. Do you think the the red and blue is still there? And has it gone bad yet? Ooh. It definitely have gone bad, but but I bet Beverly she's gonna excuse she's gonna start whipping up a new batch because because that's the thing is like I think they can move this ship around the galaxy. I don't think they can effectively fight it. I don't. And think they kind so. of lampshaded it by there. This doesn't have a full complement of its torpedoes, and not all of its phaser banks are active and whatnot. But like, yeah, I don't. Uh, the, the, I, because like Jordy's like there, someone says how we take on the whole fleet of the shuttlecraft and Juddy Jordy Juddy Jordy's like I got a better idea and his better idea is the Enterprise it's not. D. It's not a which better is idea. like it's better, but it's still terrible. Right, right. You yeah. can't just fly it's right like, after you go fleet. from They're fighting a, a hurricane with a fart to fighting it with a can of compressed air. Yeah, you you have made a <laughs> modest improvement in your ability to fight the hurricane. It's not going to matter. But we knew that at the beginning of the episode. We talked about how the this has got to be some kind of Jack or Gerardi mm-hmm. type of thing or the Federation is just fucked. Because... And, and I'm sure it will be supported by the Enterprise there at Earth. But I don't they certainly can't take on the fleet themselves. It's impossible. No, no, I don't care how analog they are. Yeah. Um, there's a joke in here that I think only real Star Trek nerds get. Um, Is it about Beverly? It's about Worf hmm. and the destruction of Enterprise E being his fault. And the, so the, I, I looked this up on Memory Alpha, and apparently in 203080, Picard stepped down from being captain of the Enterprise E to lead the Romulan uh resettlement effort that was you know the the aftermath that that's dealt with in Picard uh, one mm-hmm. there is a show that is on Paramount Plus called Star Trek Prodigy an animated series I think and mm-hmm. they showed in its latest season the Enterprise E derelict with like big holes in it but it's like still intact but it's like a clearly disabled and abandoned and then there was a comic book series that posited that a cap a Captain Worf was the commander of the Enterprise E. So, but no one really knows what happened. And this ever and, mm-hmm. and Jordy just being like, well, of course we know we can't use the Enterprise E. And everyone kind of looking back to Worf is a joke about like he's the last known captain, and the last time we saw it is all shot full of holes and blown up, and him just coming huh. back like, well, you can't blame me. Is this like? I think it's a pretty funny joke, and gotcha. I kind of re- I kind of got it without looking into the background. It's like, oh, he probably's the captain, and yeah. The know. last time I remembered E was I think in Nemesis, right? Like they they ram it into Shinzon's ship or whatever to try and stop yeah. him. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah. So I thought that was funny. What was the Beverly joke? Oh, I thought it was hilarious that everybody's like, "Take your stations," and oh, Beverly's shit. station is a tricorder, just standing kind of off to the side, <laughs> off of Worf's right hand. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, if she takes her station, she goes like six decks down to the sick bay mm-hmm. and just waits mm-hmm. for nobody to show up. Mm-hmm. There is a there are multiple science stations in the back of that. Uh-huh, you know, half yeah. the time Data would go there when he wasn't doing ops. It's like there there you have. But yeah, you gotta you gotta have her. You gotta put her somewhere. And Deanna's sitting in the auxiliary seat. So mm-hmm. the Picard's left. Yep, ready to feel things for him. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, that's where we leave it, man. They're going straight into the lion's teeth. We'll see how this all shakes out next episode. Um. I have a couple other random questions. What shapes were the fleet taking? I they they were taking very distinct circular shapes. I think, like, I think it's like when you type uh, five eight zero zero eight into a calculator and turn it upside down. I think that's what they were writing in the sky. His boobs. I thought you were going to go there using <laughs> they're they're spelling things out in the wingding font. Uh, that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like is this some is it, are they suggesting there's some kind of Borg script like is it supposed to spell something if you were a big enough nerd that you could decir- decipher it uh yeah it spells are these some kind gotcha. of three dimensional four dimensional uh optimum space armada shapes I, I yeah I don't know oh oh I just came up with an I- a brilliant idea for the season oh? finale it doesn't have to necessarily be Jack that comes in and save them uh, we've also got the Q. We've also got Q hanging out there. We could just say, you know what? Fuck it. Let's bring everybody back again. But Q's Let's dead. Let's do this. He died. No, Q, can you ever kill an immortal being? I don't think so. Well, and, and the continuum as a whole, like even if you kill sure. a Q, does the whole, yeah. You run him through the yeah. transporter. Now he's like part Q, part Borg, and he comes back True. and he saves everybody. He used the power of Q to manifest him as a human. You're running through the transporter to take mm-hmm. out whatever Q cancer he's got and install the Borg components on him. And then he just, yeah, uses the, the power. He blows the power of the Q through the, the Borg's pipes. This is the worst idea. handle it. This suggestion well, was entirely facetious, but I mean, there is season one knows? and two of Picard. There, there's worse I know, ideas. That's what I mean, like <laughs> they turned done... Picard into a horrifying golem uh-huh. three years ago. Uh, so the 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 there's there's a there's a lot of floor left. There's a lot of floor. True. Uh, I, yeah, I I can't I can't even begin to predict. I I I will say. That if they resolve a Borg plot without even mentioning or thinking or gesturing to Agnes Gerardi, I'm going to be kind of pissed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a concept you just fucking introduced last season at the mm-hmm. tail end of last season, no, no less. So, like, I feel like they got to honor it in some way. But that's the only other expectation that I have on it. Um, you think they're going to have the balls to kill any of the original crew? Like is there no. is one of like is Michael Dorn be like I am not getting this shit glued on my face ever again. I'll do voiceover <laughs> work on. I'm yeah, kill me yeah. Uh, lower decks, but like you got to take me out. No, I think if anybody's gonna die, it's gonna be Rafi. I think he's gonna die. It's gonna be Picard. Because I do think sense. I do think Patrick Stewart's done. Yeah, I mean, I I don't really want not to out of malice. He's just fucking old as shit. Like yeah. you know, you're going. To, he's going to real life die if you if you keep rolling the dice like this. So sure. But now, I what's your appetite for a Star Trek Legacy starring the bridge crew of the Enterprise D with maybe Riker? I mean, I, I I could go for it. 
I just want it to be better than most of Star Trek Picard. Yeah. And it's like, they already have Strange New Worlds, which is doing a very good job of just being classic Star Trek. So, like, what would this, would this be like a comedy series? Or like a dramedy? Because, like, yeah, like, it, yeah. like I in my mind, you just make Riker to captain... Uh, you bring in Crash and uh, Jordy's daughters. Uh, you bring in some, you know, younger, like ensign level bridge crew, and it's of a training ship or something. You know, um, mm-hmm. they're all court martialed. I mean, what? So, so Deanna would be there training the next. Yeah, would be there. Beverly would be training the next doctor. My idea was like every one of the bridge crew is like court martialed for their. In for the insane shit that they pulled in the first half of this, and it's kind of like one of those backwards punishments where they're going to throw you into the Briar Patch, which is the Enterprise D, and it's going to be a training ship for future cadets and whatnot or something. But then, like, what do you do with that? You just travel to the galaxy and get an advantage. That's what the inter- that's what Strange New Worlds is doing. So, yeah, can they do? two things in the same medium at the same time i don't know it's hard for me to imagine a scenario where the enterprise d is allowed to continue in service like the technology has moved so far beyond the d at this point uh that that's like training on a world war ii ship right now and saying this is applicable to modern what if i told warships. you the u.s navy maintains a, a sailing ship a wooden sailing ship to train cadets on even to today. train yeah why i mean it's it's like an exclusive thing it's not like a real but but oh, it's, it's like a uh, hobby I, thing man, like a navy hobby thing <laughs> the other thing is the navy announced that they're bringing back sextant sextant training like they want their sailors to be able to navigate right, by the stars in case. in case GPS goes down, which makes a lot of sense. I'm mm-hmm. kind of crazy that they ever got away from that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. The navy, the navy's one thing is just crazy fucking traditional. Sure. Um, I mean, here in the 25th century, they're still playing pipes like they did in the 1600s <laughs> to issue orders. Like that's mm-hmm. how fucking traditional we're talking. So, Fair. um, yeah. What else? Uh, does that it? Does is that gonna do it for us? Yeah, that's it. Okay, um, we're, we're we're playing an elaborate season-long joke on people by giving out an email address. Uh, <laughs> apparently, we're never going to consider because we always run out of time. Uh, I we did I did get from the press team that we will get the season finale in yeah. time to get it out in advance. It's going to be very short notice turnaround, but we will be able to turn it around, so we will have it out date and time of the release of the finale. Uh, I can't wait to see it. Picard at baldmove.com. If you uh, want to blow our hair back with something, <laughs> if, if you want to, I don't know, if you want to try to take us over with your Borg implants, whatever. Mm-hmm. Twitter.com slash baldmove is how you follow all our other release stuff because, boy, we're doing all kinds of stuff all the time. And if you'd like to get this feed only ad free and a ton more bonus content, check out how to support us at support.baldmove.com. That's it. We'll see how they get out of this crazy situation in the finale of Star Trek Picard next week. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya.